Hello, welcome to the Flowerpod podcast. Uh, my name is Bruce Langridge. I'm the head of interpretation at the National Botanic Garden of Wales, and today I've got with me L James. And hi, L. Hi, hi, Bruce. And uh, L is one of our horticultural apprentices here, and has been with us for almost two years. And uh, I think would be a really good guest today because um, we're talking across this whole series of podcasts about what it is to be a botanic garden, what sort of work goes into it. Um, what distinguishes a botanic garden from just a garden. And Elle has kind of been on a big learning trip about uh, being a horticulturist, but also, I'm presuming, Elle, the work that you've done is about working in a botanic garden rather than just a garden. Yeah. And just to give us a little bit of background, tell us why you actually wanted to become an apprentice in the first place. It's not an interview, obviously, but you know... (laughs) So I guess I was, I've always been interested in nature, I've always been interested in the uh, sort of smaller things, sort of um, focusing on, you know, fungi and different grasses and things like that, and um, grew up near some flower meadows which were um, really incredible, and I started becoming more and more interested in these things, and I started gardening before the apprenticeship, and I, I wanted to learn more in depth about what I was doing, you know, yeah. why why was I cutting certain plants back? Why was I sort of treating one plant different to the other? Um, and when this, the opportunity of this apprenticeship came up um, and it was here at the Botanic Garden, I thought, well, that's the perfect place to learn these things, sort of the science be- behind it and why, why we grow plants in the first place. And, yeah, and I, I guess I wasn't entirely sure as to what was coming my way when I got the apprenticeship (laughs) but I knew that you know I knew that there was conservation behind everything here um and I I just really I was just really excited to learn more about it and learn as to why a botanic garden needs to be that's perfect then now (laughs) let's go and explore your story a little bit and hopefully this will tease out some of the aspects about what is a botanic garden yes so um when you first came here if I'm right, and again, I might be very wrong with a lot of what I'm trying to think here, but the, um, you were kind of assigned different parts of the Botanic Garden to work in, were you? Or yes. did you have like a curriculum to work to? So throughout the year, we do rotations in the garden. Yeah. Um, so we do two-month rotations in, in each area. Um, so we experience the Great Glass House, we experience the nursery glass houses, polytunnels, and then... In the wall, double wall garden, um, Broadwalk, and even the estates, estates. So we get to go further out into the estate as well and learn how to manage the the trees on site. So it's not only the fiddly propagating stuff; it's also, you know, much bigger than that as well. So we get to experience all sorts, um, and it's really varied. Now it's not just you who's the apprentice either, no. is it? Could you no. tell us who else you were apprenticed with? So um, there were three apprentices that started at the same time. So it was me. Ellie May and Glenn. Yeah. Um, so we're all finishing now in August, end of August. Um, and there's also an apprentice that started a year after us, um, who's Rowan. And yeah, so they've got another year or so now to, to work with. So yeah. Okay. Um, there's four of us currently. I'm someone who loves, um, when I go out, I do tend to look at the weather a little bit. Yes. Okay. So you'll yeah. probably find me out more often than not uh, out and about on a sunny, dry day than on a heavy rain. Fair weather, man. <laughs> a little bit fair weather. But, and I look at uh, the apprentices sometimes and I think, 
Who's drawn the short straw of the middle of winter doing the broadwalk? Seeing us completely <laughs> sodden, drowned rats. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I suppose the best gig would be in the Great Glass House during the winter. Am I right? Yeah, the the Great Glass House is definitely lovely and dry, um, and it's it is definitely warmer <laughs> in the winter. But um, it it depends really. I mean, obviously, it's really interesting to see the seasons change, and you see that in the Great Glass House as well. And I I guess sort of. March, April time is a, a stunning time to be in the Great Glass House because that's when everything's just popping. All the flowers are blooming and the colours uh-huh. are incredible. But sometimes, if we are outside on a rotation and it is really hammering it down, we, we are sent to uh, um, be undercover. So, so they're not all too cruel to us. We're not, we're not always out in horrific weathers, unless you're on the estates team. Then you're, then you're out all weathers. All ah, right, OK, we'll, we'll come on to that, because yeah. we've been doing some work with them, which I'm very interested by. But I do, I do have a, a sort of um, a sympathetic eye sometimes when I see everyone on the Broadwalk shivering, in the, yeah. and it's kind of icy around, and you think, oh, blimey, that's, you're tough guys, you yeah, are. There's lots, lots of work to do, we've got to do it. <laughs> so um, part of your training is clearly, first of all, horticultural, isn't it? So yeah. And being an apprentice, as opposed to doing a... A different course because mm. there are different different levels of training you can do. For yes. That. Yeah. Can you tell me what the difference is between actually doing a training course and being an apprentice? Um, well, on the apprenticeship, we are actually going to college as well. So we go to college once a week and we do the RHS level two. Right. Um, but we don't do the practical RHS because we're doing the practical here, yeah. basically. Um, I, I guess with an apprenticeship, you're, you're hands-on all the time. So if you're doing, for example, RHS theory, which is what we're doing, but if you're doing that alongside a practical course, you, you, you're not necessarily building up all those hours of, of practical working. Um, and I think on an apprenticeship, you're, it's a two years of intense sort of... You're learning everything, you know. You're not waiting from one week to the other to learn the next thing. You're constantly doing something different. And you get to work on projects here as well. And you get to do something completely different, I think. And, yeah, the experience we've had is just, you know, really, really good, basically. OK, and, uh, and presumably you also get the culture of having to work somewhere, yeah. almost understanding the rhythms, yeah. the uh, interrelationships you've got to do, the responsibilities that you take yeah. on. Working with the team as well and everyone yeah. just on the same mission, really, mm-hmm. and that's really great. Yeah. Um, I don't think you quite experience that on sort of like a, a weekly course, you know what I mean? Right. So you, obviously you get college mates and things like that, but I think practical experience here has, has been you can't get it anywhere else I don't think for f- an apprenticeship anyway is, is a brilliant way to do it okay Can you, yeah. uh, and the apprentices apprenticeships here are part externally funded as well aren't they yes well, can you tell me a little bit about that so um we my apprenticeship is actually partly funded by the national garden open scheme and then also there's the parts of the apprenticeships, then others that have been funded by Patrick Daniel, um, who's been really, really important for the apprentices. From the start, he's been helping fund that. So it's all thanks to him as well, really, um, that we've had apprentices up until now. That's um, So, yeah, so Patrick Daniel. Um, but mine in particular is also funded partly by the National Garden Open Scheme. So, yeah, thanks to them as well for putting money towards it. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. amazing. Yeah. Because yeah. Wales, am I right to say that Wales 
requires this apprenticeships like you to almost up the skill level of the whole nation. Am I right? Yeah. Is that a bit of a grand claim or is that... Um... Yeah, there's sort of not as many horticultural opportunities in Wales as there might be in, say, England or, or Scotland because we've got less gardens really haven't yeah. we you know it's yeah. a it, it you know in england you have the rhs gardens you have you know various national trust gardens lots of botanic gardens as well but i think it's really important for wales in particular i mean obviously i've i've grown up here that i've never quite realized there is horticultural opportunities but i think it's more and more important because there's lots of people that would like to stay in wales that don't necessarily want to go elsewhere so i think yeah i think it's really important for for those skills to be increased here and i think sure. we heard um earlier in the previous podcast both uh, james kettle and will ritchie yeah. referring to the fact that uh, some of our previous practices are doing well now they've got yes. work elsewhere and, yeah. uh, and in, indeed work here as well so yeah. it's, it's actually working very very nicely yeah um, yeah and before we get on to what you i've got to have a bit of sympathy though for you because over the last year you kind of had like apprenticeship under lockdown, which yes. is something that no one can really uh, plan for. No, has that gone okay though? Have you? It's gone. It's gone well. It's gone. It, I. I had. I did have my worries, and I thought, you know, when when the word furlough was coming into play, I I, I wasn't quite sure what was going to happen. You know, can they furlough apprentices? I mean, are, are we going to have to delay it? Are we going to have to stop? It was quite a, a concern of mine at the start. But when I got that call from Will saying I was staying, apprentices were staying, you know, it's just a huge relief, oh, really. Lovely. Obviously, yeah. I felt awful for the people that weren't able to work. You know, our team was halved, but, you know, I was, I was really fortunate to be able to be here every day, have a routine, have something to come to, have something to work on. So my mind was completely off the fact that the whole world was going into a crazy pandemic situation, you know. Yeah. I had the plants to look after. I had just that that thing where I just wanted everything to be right here. You know, it, it suddenly became a thing where I, I want this garden to thrive and I, I, I want to make sure that nothing goes wrong. Obviously, that's not completely down to me. But do, do you know what I'm like? <laughs> it's, you, yeah. you know, it's just it's just um, it was just really nice to, to, to have a part in it, I guess. Okay. Um, but yeah. So when you've been doing an apprenticeship, I mean, the first things I can think about, I'm not, I've clearly not done an apprenticeship, so I don't mm. really know what goes on. There's obviously, there's some really, really highly skilled people here. Um, so being able to work with them, alongside them, has, has been a complete eye-opener, really, like a, a huge expansion of the mind. Yeah, so basically, in the nursery glasshouses, for example, we learn how to... Um, sort of propagate various seed or taking cuttings for example things like that it was something I've never really done before I've grown yeah. things from seed but I never quite knew the intricate details of it you know the scarifying and stratifying and things like that and yeah. smoke treatments you know there's all sorts of different crazy techniques out there that I didn't realize and and obviously uh, germinating seed that is from Australia or South Africa as well you know a completely different concept it, it was that was that was intriguing to learn those kind of skills, but yeah, like working out on on the in the garden in the double wall garden, sort of you learn you learn about soil texture and and also how to um, you know things like double digging, things like tilling and tilth tilth is a word that I never <laughs> knew existed. I love horticultural <laughs> terms tilth. 
Tilth, yeah. What's, what's Tilth then? Tell us what Tilth Tilth. So basically you've got to... It's a very fine crumble in the soil. So basically you rake and rake and rake and rake and rake until you get this really nice fine texture. Um, and then, yeah, there's no there's a reduction of soil capping and um, things like that. So, yeah. Do you know, I, I was once um, in the Wallace Garden here where for several years we've done some really lovely displays mm. using ca- those kind of arable weeds, mm. um, you know, all the poppies and the corn cockles and all that sort yeah. of thing, which I'd tried once in my own garden and mm. failed miserably. And, mm. and, and James Kettle was in, in the Wallace Garden, and he was digging away, probably tilting or whatever it is that you yeah. do. And uh, I said to James, James, what's the secret? What, what, how come you make these spectacular sort of displays of mm-hmm. I can't do it at home? He said, hard work. Yeah, and you know, and I don't. I, I was a bit too lazy for that. I mean, I, I but I, I kind of know it now. But that's pros- yeah. possibly what he's doing. He was making tilth, was he? Yeah. yeah so he's, he's making that sort of nice, really nice fine tilth. Yeah. Yeah. With a big yellow rake. That's big, that's, uh, that's that's what James a likes big, to use. I haven't got a big yellow. He's got rake, a big yellow okay. rake, yeah. and and he's got very long arms. <laughs> <laughs> So you can go right out. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't get a finer tilth as James Kettle, unfortunately. But but I've 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 given it a go, and um, I'm getting there. That's great. You learn <laughs> of people who know about stuff because it, yeah, these are really really important things. Yeah. Again, again, just even digging. I mean, I, I've yeah. I just got an allotment about two weeks ago when my wife got an allotment, and yeah. I went along to dig for her. Mm. And of course, after five minutes, I started digging wrongly. You think I'd learn this by now, wouldn't mm. you? And I pulled oh. me back after five minutes and I had to like, yeah. not do anything for a few days. But, yeah. you know, but it, they're the sort of things, just very obvious things. Because, again, the organisation, the whole Botanic Garden, has a duty of care to you, doesn't it, as yeah. well? Yeah, yeah. So you, you've probably learned all... You've probably been on all health and safety courses as well. That's it, yeah, yeah. There's um, some really good um, people here who make sure that we do everything safely and cautiously. And, yeah, doing your back-in is obviously something that can happen... As a gardener, I definitely have issues. But yeah, you just got to make sure that you have the correct stature and you know, just just make sure, keep having breaks. I think that's the... Uh, oh, is that right? I think just, bra- just, take, just take a minute just yeah, to yeah. sort of see what you've done. And I think, I think if you do it continuously for a very long period of time, that can definitely have... That repetition can really have a, an effect on your back. So... You know, if you do feel like a strain, I would I would just take a minute just to look at it, what I'm doing, making sure I'm doing everything correctly, have a little stretch and yeah. go back to it. That's good advice. I should I have done that on the day, advice. really. Yeah. I just thought I'd crack on, you know. That's super <laughs> way that you do, really. But <laughs> it's another thing that intrigues me when, you, when you're kind of working in the beds all day. So we have all the visitors coming in. Obviously, you've got to garden. You all start about 8 o'clock in the morning as well, which seems yes. hideously early for me. Yeah. But obviously, I can see why you're doing it, because you're doing a lot of work yeah. before visitors get in. I know That's some it. of your team starts at 7 as well. Yeah. But obviously, a lot of the time, you're kind of in the beds uh, doing work, visitors walking past you. Yeah. Do you ever get much interactions with visitors? We do, yeah, yeah. Especially when you're working somewhere like the Double Wall Garden, um, a lot of people are fascinated by what you're doing in there. And... Uh, specifically in the vegetable quarter actually when you're doing lots of work in 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 that area um people are always asking you you know um what time what what time of year do you put this in or what are you doing there or or you know my my sweet peas don't look as big as yours kind of thing what have you done differently you know that it's i think the veg quarter in particular is something that a lot of a lot of people can connect to because lots of people are growing vegetables themselves at home or have an allotment or something like that so 
And I think that's, I've always had lots of interactions in that specific place but uh great glass house as well you know if you're not hiding somewhere in the, in the <laughs> shrubs you know people are always asking sort of what certain plants are in there as well and um, obviously it's a lot harder for me because i'm not totally familiar with all the plants in there myself but you know it's um that those interactions i think are really important especially as an a- apprentice because you're also testing your knowledge as well so if someone comes up to you and says what's this plant you know and obviously there's labels because we're a botanic garden so yeah um it's always good to test it myself as well and be like, oh, okay, well, I know this. And if there's a fact I know about it as well, I usually like to say say that. And yeah, I think that's always important. That's great, that, because you, you, I know that you've also been sort of brought in as well to give talks to the telly when they've been in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, tell us about that as well. I've always drawn the short straw. Yeah, so I, I think I've I've... Been, well, I, I was recorded for the radio, but I don't think I was actually put in the edit. <laughs> oh. So, well, like, but there was there was a couple of times where I've I've chatted to people. Um, I met some of the crew from Gardener's World when they came in, and yeah, that was that was great. But yeah, no, there's there's a couple of things that I've uh, recorded, and also I've done some videos for um, for the gardens themselves through the marketing team when they've you know been wanting to. Um, put various sort of a day in the life of a gardener kind of videos. So oh, right. They, they, Are they on they, YouTube? They, yeah, I think they're on the Instagram account and Facebook or, or things like that. So, okay. and, and, and quite a few of the apprentices have done that. So you kind of get a day in the life of an apprentice. So they're quite nice videos to watch. All right. I mean, I yeah. think that's really good that you've been up for doing that because a lot of yeah. people are usually quite more... Even doing this, is, you know, it's, it's yeah. great you're doing it. Yeah, not very good at putting my sentences together. So when it's live, I'm a bit like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the worst that can happen? Yes. You know? Yeah. And also, when you've been chatting to visitors, sometimes you listen to visitors as well. So you, I always think it's um, as a gardener, you probably hear little snippets of conversation sometimes, which could be made into a really great novel. Or yeah. Something. There are there are quite a lot of interesting conversations that you sometimes sort of listen into. Not that I ever want to, but sometimes if I'm I haven't got my headphones or anything, then you're always zoning in on different conversations around the place. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so you get, you get various people sort of looking, looking at something, thinking, oh, their, their broccoli's looking lovely and actually it's charred. And, you know, <laughs> the, you know things, things like that. And it, you kind of, I, I can't, I have to, I usually have to go in and say, actually. <laughs> All right, well, that's <laughs> but, nice though. But it? I yeah, don't, yeah. yeah, I feel bad, but I think if people... It's, it's interesting to hear various bits and bobs from different people. And also a lot of uh, things that happen, like people take your photo a lot. Um, I don't know if you've ever had that, Bruce. Someone someone catching you in the garden and wanting yeah. to take a photo of you. But, you know, when, you, yeah, when you're, yeah, when yeah, you're yeah, gardening actually, away, yeah. people say, oh, look, there's actually a gardener. There's somebody gardening, which is always really strange to hear because I'm like, oh, well there are gardeners here, you know, and it's, um, yeah. but yeah, and, and sometimes people are taking your photo and I don't know, sometimes it feels like you're a bit of a, a display, you know. <laughs> Do you feel a little uh, mock smile coming onto your face when someone's taking the picture? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sort of have a little trowel in front of my face or something, yeah. No, but it's, it's, it's quite nice though. It's, it's, I, think it's, I think it's nice for, for visitors to come in and actually see a working garden because I, I, there's a lot of gardens out there that 
sometimes you don't see the gardeners. I think there's, there's, isn't there one in France where the gardeners come in before the visitors come? So they come in early in the morning, and then by the time it's open to the visitors, there's no gardeners. It's just pristine, oh, really? pristine garden. Oh, yeah, but you never get to see the workers. Which is so it's nice. It's nice to have. Well, that. I, I think it's always been really good that people can actually ask things of a gardener. Yeah. Here. And I know sometimes it can be a bit overwhelming when you really want to get stuck in on something. It's yeah. not always convenient, but yeah. I think that's part of what makes a botanic garden. Personally, yes, is yeah. uh, we're trying to impart knowledge and enthusiasm to hopefully let other people share that, uh, be inspired maybe to go and do something themselves. Yeah. And. One of the things I think that's really important here is that we get all our labels right, mm-hmm. that we put labels in. That's it. And could you tell me a little bit about the sort of workers uh, that you've been doing in maintaining the records here? Because that's a really crucial area. Yeah, so um, when I'm sort of maybe planting up a bed or, or something like that, you know, it, every plant has a label, a white label, and that has to be recorded into the system. Every, every plant has an accession, so... So it's all sort of individual. So when I've planted a load of plants from the nursery glass houses, for example, in the great glass house, I have to then record all the accessions that I've put in there, go onto the onto the system, which is the iris, and then go to that specific bed, make sure that everything I've planted is recorded on there. So it's moved from one place to the other. And that is always tracked. So there's a whole history of where that plant's been from when it came into the garden itself and then where it's gone from there. So if I take cuttings from that plant, for example, that will also be recorded um, so that so you, you can link those cuttings to that parent plant then. And so, that's really crucial, particularly some of our pl- plants that we have here are extremely rare in the wild, aren't they? So yeah. in some ways we, yeah. uh, we are doing a, a, a really good conservation work here mm-hmm. by just keeping those plants alive. Yeah. So by you, I suppose by doing the cuttings, at yeah. least that way it shows that they haven't hybridised or sort mm-hmm. of naturally formed and things like that? Yeah, so we can, we can just keep that plant in cultivation then and that will always live on, you know, if, if maybe the original plant, something happened to it and we lost it to, I don't know, maybe a, a, a pest or something like that, yeah. then we've, we've got, you know, if we took cuttings from it or propagated seed from it, then we've always got something linked to that parent plant then. You write down as well when things have died, don't you? Yes, that's it. Yeah, we always make sure that it's updated as, well, dead on the system, yeah, basically, so we know, yeah. And presumably, uh, amongst the staff here, if there's knowledge gained from knowing what makes the plant grow well, what makes the plant die, that can be shared with others elsewhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, yeah, we, we, we get to know these plants really well, so we get to know what kind of watering it likes, you know, with, whether it likes it moist or a bit more on the dry side. And we get to know what kind of feed it needs and um, how often and um, what kind of pruning it, it likes, you know, what, what makes that plant thrive. So, yeah, to put that all on the system, then people will know so that you're always sharing that, that knowledge and that, that research that you're doing in that particular thing. And it's worth just re-emphasising for people listening maybe for the first time that if you uh, want to go and see a plant in the Botanic Garden, you go on to our website, you go on to our section called Plant Collections, Mm -hmm. and there's a little button on there called Garden Explorer, and that allows you, go on there, and it allows you to type in any plant species you're you're interested in, and it can tell you where you can find it in the Botanic Garden. That's it, yeah. And there is a way as well, I dare say, if people really want to know a little bit more, 
then they can contact us, they can leave a message on the website, yep. and we can get back to them maybe with a little bit more knowledge about that you're yeah. talking about there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. And there's also linking body, isn't there, like PlantNet? Mm-hmm. Could you explain, have you ever been on their, their conferences? You've probably been a bit COVID-y. Plant uh, Network, yeah. I've, 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 been on, I've been on a conference of Plant Network, um, which we all, all managed to get onto, which was really interesting. And I've been on a webinar, actually, about um, with, with Blue, who is um, a horticulturalist in the Double Wall Garden, and that was to do with vegetable growing, basically, and, and what people are growing in various different gardens. And, yeah, so it's really interesting stuff and lots of different fascinating webinars that they sort of um, provide as well. So, yeah, I haven't been on too many, but I've definitely been on a couple, which, as you said, like lockdown has not been fantastic but it's also allowed more people almost to go onto the webinars because everything's been through zoom and and yeah. those kind of meetings so it's 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 almost like you're expanding it more and and reaching more people in a way because it's much easier to watch a seminar from your living room sofa than say maybe driving all the way up to Scotland for something. You know what I mean? It's it, Obviously, I do. That, that, that's nice. Yeah. It's a nice part of it, but there's a lot more to put into it when you're travelling, isn't there? So, yeah. So it's, um, but yeah, so it's, I have actually been on one of your webinars, Bruce. Oh, you, yeah. you did one for the Centre for Alternative Technology about oh, meadows. Oh, yeah, oh. I logged on to that one. So okay. there, there was me yeah. on my sofa listening to you. So that was good. Well, uh, yeah, but do you know what? The, the reach of those webinars just knocks me out. I love it. Yeah. You know, the Because we obviously give a lot of talks here. Yeah. And if you give a talk, there's only so many people you can take around mm-hmm. giving a talk. You know, I've got a loudish voice, but if you point to a little flower, there's only 20, maybe 30 people at the most can actually get off in that. So when you That's get... It you know hundreds or maybe thousands of people watching in webinar yeah i think it's great yeah but obviously you can't beat seeing the uh, no. the thing in person no exactly. and that's again that's yeah. the sort of thing that you've been getting haven't you over the year just sort of quite literally getting your hands dirty and i think yeah. that, that's been really really important is there, is there one area that you particularly enjoyed working in I think that's a really tough question. I don't, I, you don't need to give me an answer for that one because I think that's a bit tough as well. No, but. I mean I think everyone has its has its unique thing, um, but I I suppose the 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 one thing that I can definitely take away from this apprenticeship is being able to work with the collection for the Great Class House. I think that's something that maybe I might not be able to get my hands on again, but obviously, however, everything everything has its advantages. In the different rotations, so yeah, I've enjoyed it all. Okay, because the great glass house, the plants from the Mediterranean climate zones of the world, and the, yeah, there's not many. Pla- Eden has a, a section for that, That's doesn't it? it? Yeah, but, but there's, there's not many botanic gardens actually do that. No, no, exactly. So unless I go and work in the Mediterranean somewhere, then yeah, it's it's, it's it'll be rare to be able to work with those plants again within the UK so yeah it's, that's, that's been nice and you've also telling me that you've done a lot of work with the estates team because we have a national nature reserve that's it. Uh, which is part yeah. of this whole site yep. and it's over 400 acres so um, mm-hmm. tell us what sort of work you've been doing with them well it's very um, it's a lot it's a lot different to working on the other rotations I have to say you're sort of helping them because obviously with ash dieback um that's been a huge yeah. um thing for them to have to work through through the winter and especially with opening up the landscape we've had to make sure that everything's safe for visitors yeah. um so there's been a lot of that kind of work going on so um i haven't obviously been chopping down the trees myself i've been watching the big tough 
people taking down the <laughs> taking down the trees. But um, yeah, I've I've been sort of on lookouts, making sure that everyone's almost like a supervisor in a way, making sure that everyone's doing everything to a health and safety standard and making sure there's nobody in the way kind of thing. Um, so yeah, so we've been all sorts of things, um, clearing up uh, branches, clearing up, um, putting putting signs in, um, oh, yeah. putting all those markers, you know, the big lovely um, wooden markers. I think you had a part in that as yeah, well, yeah, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, um, I helped put those in. God, there's all sorts that they do. And they also okay. do a lot of the sort of the groundwork here as well. They do all the, the mowing and the lawn maintenance and things like that. But I haven't really been with them much in those seasons. I've been with them mostly in the winter, which is um, a very brutal time to be with the <laughs> estates team, I think, because you're really, really soaked through every day. Um, yeah. But yeah, so okay. And, and last week, you even did some work with uh, Dr. Kevin McGinn, our science officer here. Yeah, can you tell us a little yeah. bit about that? So, Kevin was marking out some of the orchids that you have here in the in the meadows. Um, and so we were so there were butterfly orchids and the the early purples. Uh, there's the probably heat early, spotted or common yeah, spotted in the yeah. southern marsh. Yeah, so we were marking them out so um, to be able to collect seed then at the end of the the season so um you can spread it elsewhere i guess yeah, yeah put it I, in the seed bank as well um yeah i yeah. mean it's, it's great having kevin on board because he's yeah. he's he's a very good field botanist and he really understands how to grow things and yeah and, and understanding um it's always amazing to me how long the orchids take to set the seed it's just it just takes an awful long time mm. and that's something now again with kevin's been looking at this for the last couple of years so he knows when to do things. And that, yeah. I didn't know you'd been out doing that. And that, yeah. that's really good. Because yeah. we all get very excited here. I've only just been pointed outside another place the bee orchid has turned up. That's it, yeah. And uh, this is great seeing how these orchids just suddenly just have a life of their own. Orchids. <laughs> <laughs> accidental orchids. Accidental orchids. They're just populating the whole site. Yeah. I know orchids aren't the be all and end all, but they, they really are quite exciting, I think. They and are. Yeah, no, they're really lovely. And especially when you go out in the meadows, it's amazing because once you see one, you see hundreds, you know, they're everywhere. And it, it's, it's stunning to see them just thrive so much in the meadows. And, and all the other plants as well, you know, Kevin was going through making sure we knew what was what and things like that. So he gave us a little tour of, of the different um, flora you can find in a, in a meadow as well. So that was really fascinating. So Elle, over the last uh, couple of years, has your knowledge of horticultural plants increased as well? Definitely, yeah. I still, I, I do find it hard to try and recall the Latin a lot, and I'm, I am trying, but yeah, um, yeah definitely. I, I'll go out now and, and be able to identify more than five plants, <laughs> which is, which is, yeah, which is really, it's really great. And especially when you chat to friends as well, who, who have no idea about um, the all the different plants you can find in, in say a hedgerow for example yeah. and um it's really great to you know I, I have friends messaging me now saying what's this and what's that and you know it's really nice to have that relationship then and be able to help people with that kind of thing so in, in, to your friends you become the expert yeah which is which, great isn't it I mean, yeah, I, yeah it's nice to have something to give to your friends <laughs> you know it's nice it's nice that your apprenticeship ends in the end of August. Yeah. So what sort of things would you be hoping to do? Gosh, I don't know. Various, various... I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really know. Okay. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's hard to say. I, I'm, loving, I'm loving this. I'm loving the, the... 
I love the botanic garden element. I love the sort of educational side of things as well. Yeah. Um, I, I, I know I want to continue growing plants. I want to, I always want to have my hand in horticulture in some way or another. So, you know, and, 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 I, and I love whales as well. So, so ideally a job here would be great. Okay. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, uh, it's, hard, it's hard to say really. I just want to keep on growing my knowledge and, and having an understanding of it all. And um, I'd love to go when, when COVID has settled, I'd love to be able to go on, you know, research trips and things like that. And um, I have quite a fascination in alpines at the moment. Do you? So I'd love to go on an alpine uh, trip somewhere because I'm a part of the Alpine Garden Society as well. So yeah, it'd be great. And, and, I, I have a degree in photography, so to be able to go out with my camera and be able to offer um, a skill as well as, you know, as, as being able to go on a research trip, that would be great, I think. We, we, we're part of the BGCI, the Botanic Garden Conservation International. So would you mm-hmm. look to go to other botanic gardens now in Europe, say, That's maybe it. in Switzerland or the north of Italy? And yeah, yeah, no, I'd love, I'd love to. I know there's um, some various, like, like um, there's... I can never say it. Is it Shashen Garden? It's the it's the sort of Munich Botanic Garden, but they have a specific Alpine garden up in up in the Alps, and it's it's only open from June till August, I think. But um, there's various bursaries that can take you out there. So maybe one day I'd like to go for that. Just to have some I didn't know that. Coincidentally, I went to Munich Botanic Garden only about five years ago. I was yeah. on a train, and I was and I, was, I had a stop. Yeah. And, and we just had a few hours in Munich. I thought, all oh, right, I'm off to the Botanic Garden. Yeah. But do you know the thing that really I remember from it most of all? Yeah. So they had cigarette dispensing machines there. Which I Did thought, they? <laughs> thought, oh, fantastic. Blimey, I thought they'd gone 20 well, years ago. Welcome but, to Germany. <laughs> <laughs> but I did not know, know about Shashen. Shashen. I think okay. it's Shashen. I, my brother lives in Germany, and I did ask him multiple times, how do you pronounce this? And he said, Shashen. So I've, I'm just going to stick with that. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I, I, I think that. The other thing about getting into botanic gardens, and certainly before I came here, yeah. I used to go to botanic gardens simply almost for pleasure, yeah. just, just as a place to hang out with my friends yeah. and things like that. But now I have this yearning to go and visit all the different types. I've been, yeah. you know, a bit of a botanic garden geek, potentially, yeah. well, which is just, a good thing in my book, you yeah, know. Yeah, you just want to see how it's all done, how everyone's doing it. In, are they doing it differently? Why are they doing it that way? You know, it's yeah. And we're all we're all a community, aren't we? Really. So yeah. So yeah, I think it. Uh, the more botanic gardens you get under your belt, the better. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Al. All That's right. a really good place to spend. Thank you. Thank really you. Thank enjoy you. the chat. Thank you. <laughs>